Hello and welcome to the Tea and Grumpets podcast, the international self-isolating podcast, which hopefully will be over within a few weeks. I am one of your hosts, Glenn. And I'm the other one, Mike. And we have got a mixed bag this week of exciting, assorted, fantastic stuff. But as always, Mike, what have you been up to? I have been living, which is uh, pretty good. It, it, work is getting a, little, a bit easier as we wind down the year. But I managed to do a whole bunch of gaming this week, so uh, I've been pretty good. Can't complain. How about yourself? Uh, I'm pretty annoyed, actually. Nice. <laughs> Talk um, to me. Yeah, I, I broke my glasses while watching The Empire Strikes Back. How do you manage on the, that? On uh, the 40th anniversary, which was four days ago, so that's 20th of May. Um, I was watching The Empire Strikes Back on Disney+, Plus, not plugging them, but uh, they had the 4K super version on there. And um, I popped out to get myself a glass of water. I come back in and I have a habit of taking my glasses off and putting them to one side whenever I move around. I'm not sure why. And uh, I just forgot about them and sat on them and snapped them. Don't they and... have those things that you can hang them around your neck? Yeah. It I looks stupid, but... <laughs> and the other thing is uh, you can't actually get a new pair of glasses because nowhere's open. Oh, God. So, so... you're just a blind bat. Yeah, sounds kind of well. I say it's not too bad, but for things like computers, I'm screwed on. Oh well, um, that makes for great podcasts and looking at uh, text. So, oh, that would yeah. be a good one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's interesting. Luckily, I've got contacts, but you can't keep those in all day because uh, your eyes just go no. Um, well, so it's all been good fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to get like. Uh, and I was, I was just thinking about this. I was like, right. Next time, I'm going to get a pair of indestructible glasses. I'm going to spend so much money on a pair of glasses and just be done with it. Yeah, and then you'll lose them the next day. I mean, that's how yeah. life is. So, Guaranteed. All right, so Guaranteed. That took up the entirety of your week. When did that happen? Uh, four days ago, so oh, Wednesday. Yeah. So that ruined your week. Thursday, okay. Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've just been stumbling around blind as a bat. Um, I did, however, uh, <laughs> finally complete my run rerun through of The Last of Us, but we'll cover that later. Nice, very, very. Um, nice. So yeah, that that's been it. I've been um, I've been really obsessed with the PS4 lately. I'm not sure why, but there we go. Nice. Well, we had a fun week together. We managed to do some gaming. Uh, actually, a whole bunch of gaming together. So, uh, yesterday, I think uh, we played a game that's been out for a long time, Terraria, which had a massive yes, we did. In, in their last update. It's so sad journeys end and they added a whole bunch of things new pets new consumables new mobs everything but uh <laughs> we uh, spawned into a, a biome that was not very forgiving and you know i went to go to the bathroom and i came back and glenn had buried me inside of a hole so <laughs> yeah listen to that maniacal laugh so yeah we had a, a good bit of fun of it uh the the music is still the best music in gaming and uh, <laughs> I had fun. What do you think, Glenn? Was it? Yeah, uh, I much prefer that to Minecraft because um, I just like the the two D side scrolling gimmick of it. Yeah, yeah, it's charming, and and you know, it's I, I forget you can play with your friends, but it's also so isolating because we're just digging. Like Glenn was literally sitting in a hole for about ten minutes, and I built a elevator. Which just means you go straight down to hell, and it's just a steep drop. So we were all doing our own thing. It was really fun. So yeah, I think I fell down that three times. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was cool. And then uh, 
Glenn badgered me to buy a game that I've seen about a thousand times, and we played a little bit of it, and it is called A Way Out. Dun, yes, dun, it is. Dun. So, Glenn, why? Why'd you make me buy this thing? Uh, because we always planned to actually play it when it was first released. So, yeah, that's a game we got to get. Um, the downside to it is it's strictly split-screen co-op. You have to have two people, either online or next to you on the couch, to play this game. Otherwise, the game does not work. Uh, it's from the same game director as uh, Brothers A Way Out. Um, but this one's a little bit more little bit more on the serious side. It basically feels like Prison Break, the game, so far. Yeah, it's, um, it's, 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 it, it was fun. I mean, it's, it's a movie. But essentially, yeah, you're in prison trying to break out, okay? And mm-hmm. it's... It, it's literally a movie. While we were playing, I heard Glenn's entire family like around the TV. And, you know, it's a game where you, there's not much thought. It's just watching. And Glenn was making a lot of fun of my character and his big Italian nose, which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> Here come the complaints. No, no. I, <laughs> listen, uh, I thought, listen, it, it is what it is. You're watching. It's fine. It's not a game. It's not a game whatsoever. You just sit there, and every now and then it's like, oh, go do something. Oh, okay, back to the cinematic universe of you escaping the prison. Like, it, it's fine. What What are your feelings so far? Because, um, yeah. yeah, I was quite get, I was quite getting into it. Um, I, what I did quite like was the I liked how rather than make you go and do a fetch quest when you don't have something, they kind of did a flashback. Yeah, and it was like, and I, I quite liked that the way it was jumping around in time, going, ah, oh, we need a wrench, and then it cuts to a scene where they're getting the wrench, and then go back to where you were with the wrench. I yep. thought that was pretty cool. I liked how they did that because most games would be like you got a whole ass down through the prison, sneak back, get the wrench, and come back. I was like, oh, actually, do you know what you did there? That was pretty cool. And I'll give them. Uh, listen, that's the extent of the game. Find a wrench, but you know they they do know how to ramp up the what is it called intensity of it like yeah there's there's always a feeling of oh crap i'm gonna get caught and and then we do i mean there's a great sequence which is the most memorable so far where glenn and i are trying to climb up a vent and in order to do that i mean it's a spoiler but it's not because we're climbing up a vent you have to go back to back and so, like, both our feet are on opposite walls trying to move up one step at a time. And there's this little mini game where you have mm-hmm. to time uh, hitting a button with uh, something on the screen. And it has to be, like, synchronous or else it's really going to be a mess. And I kept screwing it up and we kept falling to our deaths. <laughs> so, but it's, it's well done. It's well done in, in the fact that it, I paid $10 for it and that's the right price for the game. So, you know, you can sit back play it and you don't need to think all too much and it's riveting it's really like a movie like we ended on that cliffhanger where we finally found the wrench and i'm going okay now i want to know what what the heck the wrench does so yep for 10 bucks it's good uh if i would have paid full price i would have screamed bloody murder but um i'm excited to play it again and it is unique in gaming that you must have two people so uh it is it, it does feel it does feel that way i mean i thought it was very very enjoyable yeah I think um, between the two of us, Glenn, we have experienced zombie outbreaks, being in prison together, being trapped in a hole together, 
Like, there are hundreds of experiences where we've played two-player games. It's crazy <laughs> the, the amount that's out there. So, oh, well, yeah, that was cool. And then um, we played a game which you have a very strong opinion on. Uh. Yeah, uh, and this was another escape room game. Yay for escape room games. The more, the better. Uh, this one is called Last Will. And I think Glenn lost his will to live after playing this. So... I'm oh. not going to give anything on it. I'll do it after Glenn's thoughts. So, what did you think, bud? I thought this game was the most bug-ridden game I've ever played. Um, you know, it was it was fine, but I'm I'm not sure who came up with the puzzles because they they weren't really that challenging, to be honest. Uh, we kind of smashed them out in a few minutes between us, and that was us all half engaged. And the game just kept glitching all the time. And then we had this random thing where I was, I was apparently playing a different game at some point with different chapter titles, which was very bizarre. Um, the whole game just left me feeling angry and confused, but not in a good way, so I couldn't solve anything. It was more a case of, you've not even put the effort in with this. This is awful. Um, the guy who did the other one, what was it called? Mad Scientist Escape Rooms. Mm-hmm. He did a really good job by himself <laughs> i was like this is a team that's done this and it's just like God, where's your qa where's your where's your credit uh quality control check this is just bad 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 interface um you know the fact i couldn't see you or anyone else i just saw like a very faint shadow of you um, that seems just... to be the theme with these games that you can't see each other. You're you're either some representation or a mask or a disembodied person. You know, like what, what's the deal with just having us there? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind the mask so much. At least you can you can track where someone yeah. is, roughly. But you know, a shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I lo- like this game a lot, um, and I think it's because you guys are way smarter than I am and I actually helped solve a couple of these like this was like more to my uh mental ability level like I was working on the typewriter I'm like hey this corresponds to something else and our friend of the show Kelly is like well oh the last letters of this do this and you're like oh well this does that and uh this felt more that we all had to be in different places in order to solve a clue um, where is an, I think, mad scientist, we were all huddled around one thing, just staring at it for an hour until someone went, oh. So yeah. I have a question for you. And um, for me, I know the answer is yes. But do you think that playing the first escape room game helped us out with this one in terms of logic? Uh, uh, yes, I think that kind of set our mind into how we need to think about this so yeah i think i agree with that yeah okay yeah no i i liked it was it as good as the first one definitely not there are five chapters it is dirt cheap um and if it works um which is a big if because we had a lot of trouble getting into it like i had to go on the eu server but um when it works it is a baseline standard for escape room games i think like it's it makes you think a little bit um and it's all right. It, it's well done, I think. But yeah, Glenn had a not great experience with it, so I can't blame him for that. So yeah, it was uh, it was buggy, messy, and I, I couldn't even get in most of the time. So so if I said tomorrow, Glenn, we're going to play it again, would you oh, play it again? No. 
<laughs> no chance. Okay. All right. So it is the answer. All right. Ten dollars wasted again. But at least we got a neg negative experience out of it, or you did it. And yeah. It was something that's to it. talk about. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, that's cool, but we had a fun week. I think we we had a lot of different experiences with playing. So, uh, I'm just happy to be playing more games, you know. And I yeah, think, I, I think as summer opens up, I'm going to be gaming a lot more. And because I'm, I'll be honest with you, my man, I'm overwhelmed, like on a daily basis of just there are so many options as to what to do that I essentially mm -hmm. just shut down. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything, you know. Yeah, like, I suffer from that. Oh, it, it, it's it's really overwhelming at this point. I mean, between work and everything, and you know, I, I'm so far behind on what I would like to do. And we've been off, quote unquote, off for two months that I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna click on YouTube and whatever comes up, I'm gonna vegetate. So, but I'm hoping to have a more focused uh, gaming regiment this summer. Of just, I'm gonna bang this one out. I'm gonna get this done and enjoy it. Hopefully, so. Any summer plans for gaming, Glenn, or is are you just? Uh, I have quite a lot. I'm still probably going to be tearing through Sea of Thieves because. Um... Let's talk about that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, okay. I had Let's fun about... with that yesterday. Yeah. Um, even though I was distracted completely, but that's my own fault. Um, we did a quest that took four freaking hours. Yep. Oh, you need to you need to be a millionaire to play this game or retired, because <laughs> it, it's just. Everything you do, it like, oh, let's start this quest. Four hours later, you're done. Like, but uh, <laughs> I am now the object of vengeance for Glenn's son. <laughs> and when, <laughs> whenever I am around, his son throws bombs at me and tries to kill me repeatedly, and does. And I swear my revenge. And the second I I become alive again, he kills me. So, it, yeah. It's a wonderful time, and I want to do a whole podcast about gaming with children. This is not the one, but man, what an experience! Because Kelly uh, had a good point. I think we could have done that mission in an hour and a half. Absolutely. But what do you think? I mean, you play so much more of this than I. What was? Oh, I'm I'm putting in probably twenty hours a week on this game now. Wow. Um, I I really like it. It's it's great and relaxing sometimes i'll be honest i just i just load it up without anyone just go around sailing just to relax yeah um which is which is really really good uh it has got i think it's one of those few games that has the sense of wonder about it yeah where there's just so many easter eggs on it and so many weird random stuff that pops up you can't possibly get do it all we'll see it all whatever we did and, um, yesterday we had a megalodon we had a ghost yeah. ship attacking us and there was a yeah. tornado all at the same time it got it went from serene to just hell within five seconds yeah absolutely crazy i mean we, we got attacked by was it a ghost galleon a skeleton yes. galleon and yes. then to our left we see this massive fin pop up and i'm like oh it's a megalodon and then you've got them tearing into us and then yeah we sailed straight into a storm as well yeah it, um, it, it was fun man it was it was good I'd, I'd love to play that again um and it, again this is a game that i forgave two weeks ago for being a pile of garbage it, it's i here's the thing all right there's a lot of downtime there's a lot of yeah. downtime in this game where you're just sitting on the stupid ship and you're waiting you know, yep. and the only reason why it's fun is because your son is such an insane human being uh, that he just makes it incredibly fun to play. 
will be sitting there doing nothing and he'll just shoot himself out of a cannon. Like, what the hell is that? And then we see the ghost guy in, and then he shoots over and starts, like, punching a skeleton in the face to provoke them to shoot us. Like, it's a boring game, Glenn. You have to really go and make this fun for yourself because yeah, you're traveling vast distances doing nothing. Yes, you can play the stupid songs on the stupid instruments that we've played 10,000 times. I think I've played more music in that game than I have in real life the past month. Like, it's... You have to make this game fun, and you have to have fun people to play it. And your son is just the definition of fun. So, uh, yeah, he's he's nuts. He, he's he's like a mini Blackbeard. Yeah. Oh, he's a tyrant, complete tyrant. Yep. And he he, he gave us all names. Uh, we got demoted so quickly from, I think Glenn was butler to maid. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, he calls me uh, what is it, sweater face or. Back sweater, back sweater, and then ankle sweater. Like, I just get demeaned. Like I'm on an actual ship. So, but you need someone fun to play this with, and or do what Glenn does, which I appreciate too. Just go out by yourself and sail the seas. So yeah, it's it's a it is a it is a very relaxing game, and it is it is just that the open world out there, the the open sea. Um, Yeah, you know the fact that I mean. We spawned yesterday, and we had someone picking shots at us. Yeah, uh, and we eventually got them and attacked them, and it turned out it wasn't them at all. We just sank someone else's ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a good one. So, oh well, I have a game about the sea we're going to talk about in a little bit. But first, I want to hear about something beautiful that um, is in gaming right now. Talk to me, Glenn. Let's hear what's going on in this virtual world. Yeah, so, uh, as everyone knows who's been listening, I recently got into VR in a big way. Um, we never said splash. what VR is. What the hell is VR for people that don't know? It's virtual reality. It's creating the illusion of reality using virtual objects or nice. uh, computers. So, yeah, so we got into VR. Um, I got the PlayStation VR, mainly because some of the games on there I do want to play. Um, but part of me is now considering getting the... Um, <laughs> Valve's index for that's a ridiculous amount of money. It's a thousand dollars. It's a thousand dollars. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, you don't really have half the games the PlayStation One does. And would I put it on and get angry because I spent so much money on it? I debate like, it every day. My friend has it and he says it's the best thing that ever happened in his life. But yeah, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, am I really going to spend a thousand dollars and be in my room and just pretend I'm in another world? I do that on a daily basis. I don't need a headset yeah. to, to, for me to do that, but I really want it. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the thing is, you end up, you know, as much as as great as it is, you do look a bit of a dick with this thing on your head. <laughs> My poor cat. What the hell would she think? And and plus the wires. Forget about it. I have to drill. Like, there's no way I can make this happen in my current setup. So that's how I justify it. I say I'm dumb. I can't drill. I I don't know how to wire things. So I'm not gonna put the effort in. But you're really into it, man. Yeah, it's really good. And it got me having a look around virtual tours. Now, half the virtual tours I actually experienced, they're not VR. They're just... Ooh, I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> they're not VR. They're just... Uh, you know, they're, they're tours that you just have... Basically, have a smart video that you can spin around and look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not actually a physically what I call interactive tour. And... I was sitting doing some thinking about this. I've looked at NASA. I've gone to the Louvre. 
Uh, I've had a quick look around the London Museum and there was an Australian one that was pretty good. I've been up uh, some ruins in Peru and had a look around there. But here's the problem with these virtual tours, right? You've obviously been on one. You went to um, I went to the, the Winchester House. house. Yeah. yeah, I went to the Winchester House, and was that video as well? That a video? Tour? It was essentially just a video. It was just yeah. like you're taking a tour. Your guide is here, and you just hit play, and that's it. There's no interactivity within it. But it now, was cool. <laughs> here's here's the problem I have with these ones, right? Mm-hmm. Is everyone you get on VR is pretty much video. Yeah. It's just all video. It's a smart video. Um, but the Assassin's Creed ones, their tours, they are what people need to do for a virtual tour. And I've been sitting thinking about this. So I spend a lot of my time thinking about weird stuff. And I think the problem pe people are going wrong with in VR tours is they're using video capture to actually create these tours. Mm -hmm. What I think needs to happen to actually get these to sell because the problem with vr is you're not using all your senses you're using your sight and sound and that's it mm -hmm. so you're hearing and you're seeing and that's it now you you and i both know when you go to a place it's the smell it's the the you know, the air on your skin they yep. all create memories as well you're not having that so you're getting pretty much essentially a smart video now the assassin's creed ones they're not in vr but you do get a completely interactive, full-on world. You can walk around and stop, read up on different points, interact, go, hey, well, tell me about that. And they'll tell you all about this place in ancient Greece or ancient um, Egypt. You are in a living, breathing world that's been recreated for you. It's like something out of the Star Trek holodeck thing, right? Oh. Now, what I think these places need to start doing, especially for things like... Um, you know sites of historical interest is they need to start 3d scanning these places and use actual game engines to take you around these places rather than a video because they're so disappointing the videos on there if you just started scanning this stuff in and creating a 3d mesh environment then putting in your paintings then putting in all the details and just said look here is a, a literal virtual world you can walk around you can choose to have crowds on you can turn them off you can have it day you can have it night you can see this place however you want but this is a one-one replica in virtual reality of what you are going to be seeing there i think this would change change vr for the better now the problem is people don't want to put money in this because one People find entertainment um, the main source of VR. They don't really like education that much. And education doesn't ever really get the funding as something that's just all fun, does it? Amen. And that is the big problem. It's like, why wouldn't you want to make this? Now, the reason Ubisoft have done this is because I remember back in the day when the first Assassin's Creed came out, some professor in, I think it was Canada was using the engine of the game to show his students around Holy Land sites, because Ubisoft had done such a good job at recreating it. It was like, this is what the Holy Land would have looked like in 1191. Mm. Um, and I think they got the idea from there, went, do you know what, we've got all these assets in this game we're creating. Why don't we just do this and just make virtual tours of it? And I think more people need to follow suit with that. I mean, could you imagine, Mike, going on a 1-1 replica of the titanic and being on it in vr and being able to navigate around that whole ship 
that they have recreated. James Cameron's done it. He recreated everything on that ship. Do a 1-1 one, one tour, and then this might be a bit bad, but you could also do the option of being on the crash as well. Yes, that's what, that's what I was going to say. I want the crash. Yeah, that's it. Imagine that. And, you know, this is where gaming can change the world. That's the thing about video games. People just assume they are, you know, it's entertainment. You just interact with it. You beat some bosses, done. No, it's the technology behind video games that can actually change and push forward how we consume everything. And that's what excites me the most about VR, is if you did this right and you put the right money in it, you could have such an experience. But at the moment, most of them suck. There you go. <laughs> I mean, well, I have a couple things on that. I mean, yep. I'm annoyed with the Assassin's Creed because I have it installed. And that's a big game. That's a 60 gigabyte game. Then I went to download the experience. It's mm -hmm. 90, 90 uh, gigs. I'm going, why are you making me install the game again, then more, just for less of an experience? Like, no offense to virtual tours, but, like, I have mm -hmm. the game installed. So that annoyed me right off the bat. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Screw this. So maybe once I'm done doing it. I love the idea. I think it's great. Um, while you were talking, I looked up, and I remember this vividly, that there was a company. Uh, there are two separate companies. One is a VR that makes the whole thing an actual experience. So you'll come to them. You'll put on the headset, you'll play through, I believe it was a forest game, and someone had a fan on. Then you would have to create a fire and the person would uh, strike a match, so you would smell the burning. So the sensory, uh, you know, the sense of smell was worked into that. Then I dug mm -hmm. a little bit deeper. And back in 2018, uh, a VR company called Feel Real introduced mm -hmm. smell into VR. And they have something called a scent generator that holds basically replaceable cartridges with nine individual aroma capsules generating scents such as burned rubber, gunpowder, lavender, and mint. The company is planning to provide a storefront of 255 cents so users can mix and match as they please. Um, I don't even know how that would work, but if you look at the thing, not only does it cover your eyes, it covers your nose and your mouth. And, you, like, your entire face is engulfed in this machine. Thoughts? Um, yes, yes and no. I think that's a good idea. Uh, but, it's again, here's the other problem with the limitations of VR. Hmm. Is the fact that in VR, you are essentially wearing goggles and you're very aware you're wearing them um, really so like you don't lose yourself to the extent where you forget that you're wearing a headset no you can see it but you can always see the slight black side peripheral okay uh you can always know it's there but as you turn obviously that gets filled in mm -hmm. but your your peripheral vision is always black you know and every headset's like it yeah. um i think someone needs to do like a wraparound one Oh, so like wraps um, around you. The, the the movie theater that wraps around the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, the screen. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's what someone needs to do because at the moment, it's it's okay, but it's not uh, it's not brilliant. Yeah. So you, basically, you're saying we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. It's coming. Oh. I, I do think it's coming, and I think it won't be it won't be far off. 
I don't think they've um, given up yet because, you know, two years ago, everyone was super skeptical saying, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, okay, no one's going to buy this. It's a fad. Now we're a couple years into it and uh, we're seeing better um, technology or hardware, but I think the games are still lacking in terms of that. And I'm with you on that. If they shifted this to a learning experience or just an experience, like... I think they'd have a better shot because companies Absolutely. like NASA, uh, NASA and um, hospitals are using VR technology like the Kinect back in the day to do some extraordinary things. So um, do you think it's a technology for everyone um, or is it specifically geared? To, I don't know who, who's going to get the most out of it. I don't think it's going to be gamers at this point. I think it might be doctors. I think it might be Elon Musk's. I think it's. I, I don't know. I, I think we're in the middle of it, and there's still a lot to learn, but everyone's touting that, no, we've done it. Steam index for $1,000. This is the best experience. And I know if I get it, I'm going to go, damn. But then, like, a month down the line, go, well, you probably could have done this. Bet. Like, so I don't think we're there yet. Um, I know you feel the same way. So it's... Yeah, I think we are going to get there. Uh, How long? I think, I was going to say, another, another 10 years, I think. Damn. You're going to have the headsets going to be quite discreet, I think. All right. I'm willing to wait because, listen, $1,000 is $1,000. That's a lot of money to invest. Then, and that's just like for the base, that's not even games. I mean, granted, they throw you two games. Thank you so much for that. But, like, I don't know. I'm going to wait. Uh, you almost had me pull the trigger on uh, Sony VR. But to be honest, most of the games I want to play are on Steam and uh, on PC. So uh, I'm going to still wait. I'm going to hold that on. So, yeah, okay. it's uh, it is. I mean, I would say hold out. I'd say PlayStation VR is very good for the mass market. You know, it sold three million units. That's not to be sniffed at. No. And no, uh, I, of all the headsets I've worn, that is pretty damn comfy. But you have got limitations as well. Like I have tried playing it through PC. Yeah, it got it working, but it's not great. Nice. Uh, I mean, whatever for the money, I'm sure you can't beat it. So. But that's cool. That's very cool. So, so yeah, uh, that's, that's my little rant on uh, virtual tours. There is, you know, in these times where you can't get you can't go out really, you can't really go anywhere. You can check them out, but please, please, please improve them. I know it's a lot. I know it's an ask. They've got to be thinking about what you could actually do with virtual tours in the future. And that's kind of what I came up with. I was like, actually, you could really push this. If you actually start rendering I, this in um, Unreal or something. I prefer virtual tours as opposed to real tours. Because you know what a mm. real tour involves? Getting in your car, paying an admission, being around other lunatics. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's, I, I much prefer this because I've already, within this uh, quarantine, managed to go to more places than I would normally, you know, virtually. And I think it's the way... I knew it's the way that I wanted to do it. I just hope that this changes a couple things and that some places use this there's a, a place in the himalayas or somewhere where you can control a person and you give them directions like <laughs> it within the park you you hit jump they jump you want them to turn right they turn right i'm sure they don't endanger their lives but it's basically like a twitch stream where you control it and i think it's all they say we are booked until next year with virtual oh, poor people yeah it's crazy <laughs> so i don't know i'm a big fan of it i'm uh, i'm so supportive of it and i'll even take a crappier virtual tour uh right now than try and fend out there so 
Do you remember that film with Gerard Butler? Um, it was the same thing. He was a convicted prisoner. And it's called Gamer. And no. um, basically what happens is he basically he's hooked up to a kid who's a gamer. Oh, and it's a first-person shooter. And it's kind of him and this kid having to stay together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, getting yes. through. Yeah, um, yeah it's, 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 you know... <laughs> Could you imagine something like that in the future where rather than go to prison, it's like, no, you're sentenced to the virtual games. It's like, what does that mean? It's like, yeah, your nervous system's going to be controlled by someone else. So good luck. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, uh, that happened in Artemis. That That's the sequel to The Martian. It, basically, that's happens within there. Yeah. And Elon Musk is talking about it, implanting stuff in people's brain. We're not far off, you know, maybe at the end of my lifetime, but... Yeah, that that's horrifying. That's that, that steps on every boundary of morality that there is. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. But absolutely, man. absolutely. I, so, Mike, you have something for us talking about morals and morality. Um, we're going to talk about a game where you play as a creature that doesn't have human morals, and yeah. that is Man Eater. Yes. So, take us through. Man eater, whatever you got. Man, I am so excited to talk about this. And it's I waited for this game for since it was launched and it seems like yesterday, but it was actually twenty eighteen. And I heard, Yeah, you're gonna play as a shark and you're gonna basically have an open world to go and live your life as a shark. I mean there's a game where you can be a duck. There's a game where you can be a potato. There's a game where you can be whatever thing you want. And the only thing I care about is sharks. Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved sharks. I've swam with sharks. Like, sharks are awesome. Big supporter of sharks. Then they introduced Maneater. And, Glenn, this game did not disappoint. Um, right off the bat, it's $40. It's a double-A game, okay? Um, it's Skyrim. It's Grand Theft Auto, okay? So you're okay. a shark. And how do i even describe this thing it's it's so hokey all right the first area you're in is the bayou and you're in the swamp and you you come across this uh bounty hunter that and i'm not going to spoil it but he does something that forces you to make some decisions and that's a shark we're talking about so you start off as a little baby shark okay mm -hmm. and you have to grow into a large shark and how do you do that you eat things you eat people you eat tires you you do this and that now uh the controls are really good the water i think is awesome and just like sea of thieves it's a chill game if you want it to be i was cruising around for a good hour just being a shark i'm like this is awesome. I was singing the Jaws theme song to myself. Thank God no one's around. I'm just going, chun, 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 chun. <laughs> and it, it was awesome. It was so good. So then I started to play the game, and it really doesn't hold your hand. Uh, it doesn't tell you what to do. But, like, once you open the map, there's, like, a question mark. You go there, and you're like, all right, now eat ten people. I'm like, okay. So And it's violent. The shark, even the baby shark, is, like, horrific. People are just sitting on their pool floats, and you can jump up above them, come down, eat through their stomach, grab them through the, the hole of the swimmy, drag them down, and rip them apart. And like, oh, my God. It's, it's so arcadey and over-the-top. It's everything I dreamed it would be. Then you go along a little more, and you see another question mark, and it says, eat 10 people on land. And I'm going, What? what? 
So now I'm jumping out of the water. There's an oxygen mechanic. So you have to make sure that you don't die from oxygen depri deprivation and you're eating people on land. So I'm trying to thrash my tail and hit people into the water so I can get back to breathe, eat them, jump back out while people are running away, eat them, come back. And then after you eat about five or so people, <laughs> a bounty hunter comes out. Now these bounty hunters are straight cartoons like the one from the bio is like hi my name's jack i'ma come and i'ma shoot you and it's like it's just ridiculous and then you're f facing against five or six bounty hunters and you have to dodge and jump out of the water to attack the one with the gun hit him off the water into the water eat him while other bounty hunters are trying to kill you now every time you kill a bounty hunter you get upgraded that's right your shark gets upgraded so i just unlocked poisonous teeth so now okay. when I bite someone once, I can just let them like sit there and like rot away and die. Jesus. They have mechanical jaws. They have uh, like anything in, you can think of. They've really made this game a leveling up dream in an RPG dream. Like you're role playing as a friggin' shark. Are you kidding me? And it's exactly like every RPG you've played. It's beautiful chaos absolute chaos i like that fun. beautiful chaos yeah and that's what it feels like you you can just chill and then you can just tear everyone apart and then it goes right back to nothing so i have not nothing bad to say except for just like they could have said hey go do this instead of you having to like search out the corner of the map you haven't done yet um mm -hmm. but gameplay is simple you bite you can tail thrash and that's all I've gotten so far. I know in the future you can jump like 40 stories. You can do backflips. Like, you can do all this stuff. So, I'm a teen currently. I went from a pup to a teen. So, I'm a couple hours in. The downside of this game is that it is only, from what I've heard, if you do 100% completion, 12 to 16 hours. Which, hey, okay. that's not too bad for 40 bucks. Uh, but no, then, like, you're so. done. Then you're done, done. You can't... There's no replayability. There's n nothing. So, um, but the colors of the game are beautiful. They're very neon-y and, like, 80s-ish. So, uh, there's a day and night cycle. I mean, if you like sharks and you like games where you have to essentially do a couple things and then chill out you know some ranging from eat a couple grouper to rip off this guy's arm and drag it down to the bottom of the sea <laughs> it's it's for you and also like the leveling system is great i was a level four and they're like go attack this alligator it's level eight the alligator took one bite out of me and i was dead so like you really have to a know how to play the game and be be aware of your surroundings like being a shark must be freaking terrifying because i'm just sitting there like La da 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 da. I'm amazing, and then a freaking alligator just comes, or an orca comes and hits me and kills me. Like, there's never a sense of just, oh, I'm safe because I'm a shark. At least not in the beginning, because you're a baby. But oh my god, like, it, it, this fulfills my shark fantasy of being a shark, which I didn't know I had until I played this. So, so do you get to pick which shark you want to be? No, you are a bull shark. Like. You are the shark. Right. So you can traverse rivers and the sea. Yeah, like smart thinking on right. that. You can control what shark you become. There are sharks at the end of the game that are basically robots. Like, they look like they've been through wars and everything is implanted. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy. I really can't recommend it enough if you're down for just a stupid fun time. Mm. <laughs> 
And, oh, the best part, I forgot. It's voiced by the dad in Rick and Morty. Oh, really? Yeah. What, he plays the shark? You know, he's doing, like, the narration, so when you unlock something, he's like, well, here, you can see. And it's just like, I didn't know that, uh, playing it. And he's a perfect narrative voice for this. Like, because he's so upstanding. He's like the guy in Portal. What's his face? Uh, oh, Steve, Steve Merchant. Yeah. He's the Steve Merchant of the shark world. It's just like, well, as you rip this apart, be sure to make sure that you don't hurt any stand, you know, bystanders. It's, oh, it's such a wonderful game. It's such a wonderful, stupid game that I can't, I don't feel bad about the 40 bucks. And there's four different areas. All of them are huge. All of them are different. And there's so much to do. So, yeah, I've to- I haven't breathed in about five minutes, but... Can you tell I like it, Glenn? Uh, I'm getting that impression, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun one, man. And yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely getting that impression off of you. Uh, well, so Mike, what is it? Tea, grumpet? What would you oh, give it, man? It's a tea, and yes, this crap in the tea, you know. But it's 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 a fun tea. It's a tea after you've been on a roller coaster. It's a tea while you're on a roller coaster. Uh, definitely a T from me. So I would give it two thumbs up and I will beat it eventually, but I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush and there's enough collectibles that I'll be playing it for 20 hours. So, um, yeah, big T from me. Cracking, cracking stuff. So we are going to move on to upcoming and what's coming out and what we're looking forward to. So let's... Let's kick off. We are roughly two weeks away from the launch of The Last of Us. So, Mike, I've recently just finished a playthrough of The Last of Us Remastered. Did you play the uh, DLC like I asked? I haven't played that yet. That's next on my list. Um, but what are you looking forward to most about The Last of Us? Um, I think you summed it up perfectly last week with hiding just being scared (laughs) like that's i haven't really looked much into this game because i want to sit down and just go holy you know what and be surprised and enjoy the experience as it unfolds so um that that's it i mean you have the added bonus that you played this recently so you can connect the dots but i i don't remember a lot it was a couple years ago so i'm just happy because it is such a beautiful looking game to sit back play that apocalypse while living in this apocalypse. So I, I think just the overall experience for me. How about you? What are you looking um, forward to? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm just looking forward to kind of just seeing where Ellie and Joel go to, really. Um, it's a bit concerning. No one's actually seen Joel in any of the <laughs> the trailers. So is he dead? We don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm, I think he did show up in one or two of them. So... I want to know why, how, what, like, you know, it's, it's a video game world, but like we, I, I wept tears for Joel and now he's back that I need some emotional support as to why this guy is back in my life. And after crying over him, not living. So I hope they do a good job, but there is huge controversy with this game already. And it's not even out Glenn. Like I, you know, me, uh, politics is not my thing but people are already bashing this game for having a transgender person in it and uh 
basically it all comes down to sexual orientation which with this game uh you know i'm not going to spoil it but th there's a lot going on in that and people are already boycotting it which i just think is absolutely stupid um it's, but people yeah, are pissed. Uh, people are really pissed right now at that game and are already condemning it. Already get, writing terrible reviews because they don't agree with the character choice. Like, freaking really? So, yeah, I don't want to touch that. I, I just want to put it out there, you know? But um, I don't care. I'm, I'm picking this up day one. I, I'm excited for it. Uh, but people are saying, well, don't put politics in my games. Well, what what about Bioshock? What about, like, every other game we've played? Oh, now it's yeah. because you don't agree with something, you're not going to do it? Whatever. Like, I, I, I like to think I'm open-minded up, and I know you are. It's like, it's a freaking game. Shut up and play it. Or don't. You know? So Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, just don't don't play it then. Don't buy it. I'm sure, I'm sure Naughty Dog probably don't want people like that playing their games exactly anyway. exactly so i for one am super excited for this and just, i don't care what the main character is just break my heart like <laughs> that's what i want to do when i play this game just rip out my heart stomp on it and give me a good experience so and i know they will it leaked already online i've avoided it that everything that happens so i am putting myself in a bubble waiting until release day and i'm just gonna sit there and play it beginning to end and hopefully uh cry my eyes out <laughs> <laughs> so that that's exciting but uh yeah what, it is exciting what I'm, are you I'm excited for, for? i keep interrupting you because i'm a jerk uh no no i'm just well to be honest with you i am quite excited it sounds really really shallow of me but have you seen the visuals on this thing on a playstation 4 yeah yeah, and I'm I'm impressed. I'm like you've squeezed every single drop out of that. Yeah, man. Oh, that you know I'm crazy. Mr. Shallow. All I care about is graphics. So, talking of visuals, someone ran the Unreal Demo Five that uh, was run on the PS5 on a PC the other day, and um, yeah, it's what we expected. <laughs> the PC trounced the PS4. Yeah, of course, as we know. Uh, yeah, apparently they're running it in like a completely different resolution as well. And it's yeah. like, yeah, this is this is double what it was running on there. So, uh, it. But to be fair, very impressive for a console. Nice. I will give them that. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, I kind of stick by my original statement now that our PCs are probably, you know, four or five what years. The PS Five will be yeah, four or five years ahead. But still, you don't buy a console just for graphics. You buy it for the games, and that's pretty mm. much all I'm getting it for. Nice. Talking of games we're buying soon, Minecraft Dungeons, Mike. Two what days. are you excited about? Well, it May 26th, so whenever you guys listen to it, this will most likely be out. Um, I'm not a Minecraft person. I'm surrounded by children that all they talk about is Minecraft. All they do is Minecraft. Their lives are Minecraft. They have Minecraft hats. They have Minecraft craft, everything. So uh, I've missed that. I was a Terraria guy. But Minecraft Dungeons is coming out, and it's... Dungeons and Dragons. It's a dungeon crawler with Minecraft. And at first I'm like, yeah, this is going to be stupid. And then uh, I looked a little more into it. And again, I was wrong. But it's a four-player basically co-op where you have to get through dungeons and with your friends and fight and level up. What I read in an interview that really hit home for me was that this is not meant for kids. This is not meant for adults. This is meant for everyone, which I'm not always a fan of. But they said like... It's shallow enough where a child can pick it up and play it and have fun, but deep enough that an adult can sit there and tinker with their armor and really dive deep into this. So 
Dude, I'm psyched. Uh, I never thought I would say that about a Minecraft game, but I'm excited to play with my friends or by myself and just go through dungeons. I love dungeons. That's why I play Dungeons and Dragons and all sorts of stuff. But you have any interest in this? Uh, yeah, is this basically, do you think this is going to be Skyrim for kids? I hope so. I hope this opens the eyes of, uh, of kids to be like, whoa, all right, maybe the dark, nitty-gritty stuff is also cool besides, you know, Animal Crossing. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think... Uh, go for it. I think it's exciting, everything they do with Minecraft. You know, we've had Minecraft um, story mode. Yeah. You've had the Telltale Minecraft... Um, you have got a replication of Denmark in Minecraft. Uh, so it is a powerful tool. And to actually be able to, you know, be making this into a full-on experience that isn't just free-roaming, I think it's exciting times. Um, how does it look? Does it look exactly like Minecraft? Yes, exactly. And I'm interested to see, uh, because Minecraft was all about creativity, and this game is not. They're taking away your creativity and forcing you into a dungeon. Like, the complete opposite of what the game was initially based on. So, uh, it looks just like Minecraft, but it's beautiful within its own little world. Um, I'm just wondering if this is what people have been wanting. The complete opposite of what they've had, which is freedom. Now you're in a freaking dungeon you have to fight your way out. Like, talk about heaven and hell. So, interesting approach. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, th I think it's probably, I'm going to pick it up, I think. Yeah, I, I think it was relatively cheap, but I pre-ordered it on Windows. Um, and I'm just hoping that it's going to be a fun little game I can sit down and relax to. So a lot of games are coming out that you can just sit out and veg to, which I really appreciate in this time. Like Maneater, <laughs> like, you know, Minecraft Dungeons, Terraria, the update. And, you know, um, the l last thing I want right now is more stress so yeah exactly and these games are doing it like i'm having more fun playing with you and your son and kelly than i have in a long time playing game pigeon with my friends like i need chill uh experiences right now i don't need a game where i'm like dark souls <laughs> you know yeah that that's it it's um you know i tried watching the freaking joker movie last night i had to turn it off so i was like oh no. what's wrong with you god <laughs> Yeah, like, no. Yeah. This is like, a, a, what's his freaking name? Bob Ross time. This is Mr. Rogers yep. time. This is, you know, uplifting your spirits instead, because the world is already in a deep enough of a hole, you know, try and enjoy stuff right now, so. Yeah, I think that's probably the best advice you can give, is just try and enjoy the little things in life. Yeah, and I, you know what, man? Oh, God, I say this every year, and I feel like such a jerk, but, like, I condemn this year gaming. A long time ago a long long time ago last year i said you know what 2020 is going to be the worst year in gaming i mean granted it's the worst year ever but in gaming like i don't know i'm finding little <laughs> gems here and there that are keeping me going and keeping my hopes up are you finding the same thing yeah um yeah i think i think it is it is gaming has helped a lot with this uh lockdown in particular yeah. um because you do find yourself just just enjoying just like you said the little things in life um but again i am suffering from the same thing you are and that is the complete inability to focus on one thing because there's yeah. so much you want to do now yeah it's like i have all this freedom but i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah know, that's i wanted uh... to clean my house i wanted to do this and i like every day i'm like i'll watch youtube okay <laughs> yeah so. it's uh it's the same thing as like you know the whole 
you know, a thirsty man being out at sea is you don't yeah. want to drink the water. You know, but I have friends that are like going out and like redoing their entire garden, like, like from scratch, and it's turning out beautiful. And I'm like, that's amazing. I, I'm going <laughs> to attempt to read like two pages of a book and not like cry. But you know, it, it, some people are doing really well or are taking advantage and. I really want to do that too. <laughs> so, props to them. They're amazing people. Um, but I'm working on it. So, but games keeping me sane for sure. Big, Absolutely. Big so. Absolutely. Uh, one of the ones I am particularly looking forward to mm-hmm. is um, I, I'm probably going to be massively disappointed by it, but it's uh, Iron Man VR. God, what a great idea. What a great, I think that's great gonna idea. Be... But. Absolutely. Is it going to be Superman 64, Glenn? Uh, I, it looks... The thing is, it does look quite good. Okay. That's the thing. And uh, that, you know, anything that's cyborg or, you know, killer robot related is perfect for VR. That's what you want to be playing in it. Yeah. It's uh, those type of games, where, you know, where a heads-up display is natural, that kind of thing. Yeah. So They, they could do the, a good job with this. They really could. The ability to play as Iron Man... In a full VR environment, I mean, you have to use the move controllers, um, but I think this is going to be—it's going to be pretty good. I think it could actually show what future VR games could be like. Um, I've played about twelve VR games now on the PlayStation. Mm. Um, some are good, some some are just blatantly not made for VR. Yeah, I'm watching um, the trailer for this man. I I would not be comfortable playing this. This looks horrifying. Flying through the air at very quick speeds, j- jumping through planes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. See, that's why I'm also scared of VR because, like, the fears, whatever fears you have, are going to be amplified by a thousand. Maybe that's a good oh, absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I don't know, but it looks it looks awesome. Not gonna lie, and I'm not a big fan of Iron Man or all that stuff, but th- this is very cool. You gotta get it. Yeah, I've already got it pre-ordered. There's a funny story about this is, as you know, everything video game related is out of stock. Move controllers you can't get anywhere. Yeah. Um, I was shopping around for move controllers, and then this popped up on um, a search list I have. And it was, oh, just it just um, announced Iron Man VR, one per customer with move controllers. And it was £80, which is about $100. Nice. The move controllers were about $90, so about £70 for the pair. And I was like, that's like £5 for a game. Nice. So, you got uh, a, so you've got completed your VR order. setup, right? Uh, yeah. Nice, it's insta-order. So I imagine I imagine timestamp this. This time next year, I imagine Mike and I will be discussing the Valve Index. Damn it, I think you're right, man. I, yeah, I, it's I, a matter of time and confidence and competence. But yeah, I, it's I who's think... gonna who's gonna cave first? I think. God, I don't know, man. It, if I could get over the, just the hardware aspect of it, I'd get it in a heartbeat. Because, mm-hmm. but then, then you know, in two months, Mike, how was your summer? I didn't leave the, my room. I I was walking on the moon in VR for most of it. Like, <laughs> I know I would lose my non-existent life at this point even more. Yeah. And friends would be like, what are you doing? I'm on the moon. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you want to come over for a barbecue? <laughs> no, I, I'm in Antarctica fighting bears. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I, do yeah. I really want to take that next step to just 
going even lower as a hobbit on the social totem pole? Yeah, probably. So Yeah, I think it's worth it, to be yeah, honest. I think um, so too. <laughs> right. Reality sucks anyway, so you might as well, well right en- now, engage yeah. and indulge. Very true. Very, very true. <laughs> so with that uh announced if you've got any comments or feedback on things we've said in this episode, you can tweet us at tgrumpetspod. You can email us at tgrumpetspod. Um, and if you want to take part in the show and have any topic suggestions for what we can cover, you can also contact us on those mediums. Uh, we do actually listen and we are watching. Yeah, and we're getting a lot of new listeners and a lot of them have a lot of ideas for the show. So hit us up through Twitter. I hear it every week. Oh, the episode was good. Why don't we do that? Well, hit us up on Twitter. But thank you to our wonderful new listeners. We are definitely getting more, which is uh, awesome and horrifying and uh, splendid. So shout out to all of them. But please do hit us up and let us know. Leave a review. Leave a review on iTunes. Don't be like the one-star guy, or do, but let us know you're out there, because it's always really reassuring to hear. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Mike, did you want to plug your album before we go? Oh, sure. (laughs) I mean, I I guess. I mean, I'm I'm in a band that hasn't played in like 10 years, but my singer has been working on this album for five years, and it's a labor of love, to say the least. But yeah, go check it out. It's on streaming everywhere. It is, um, the band is Never Sour. And the title is Lovely Disease, which is what it is. It's not about the current circumstances, so don't at me, okay? <laughs> like, I was so hesitant to put that up on my social media. I'm like, God, this is, this could be career suicide. But thankfully, people have been really, really cool and, like, know me that, no, I'm not talking about this freaking pandemic. No, if you listen to the album, it's pretty clear what it's about. So that's Never yeah. Sour, Lovely Disease. It's rock. It is pop. There's a hint of depression. There's like something for everyone. I hope you listened to a little of it. I mean, I did. I, I listened to all of it. Uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. Thanks, no, man. I had I first thing I listened to this morning when waking up. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, it means a lot. So it's streaming everywhere. Listen to it. Enjoy it. Um, yeah, thanks for that, Glenn. I, I would not have plugged it otherwise, but appreciate it. So there is a lot happening. Right. There's a lot of good in the world. You just have to find it and. Uh, Try and keep your spirits up. So, but it, it's been fun talking. I always look forward to this, Glenn. Absolutely, absolutely. And with that, we shall park it there, faithful listeners, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. Take care. Bye bye. Oh. <laughs>